0: If you dare.
1: All right. Welcome back. Welcome back, Philadelphia City Cast, presented by Bet Rivers Sportsbook. I'm your host, Ryan Rothstein. Uh, and on this episode, we are going to team up with our buddy, Will Hill, host of the New York City Cast, to uh, just give you the. The State of the Union address here in the NFL. We'll look back at Week 17. We'll talk Eagles. We'll look ahead to Week 18. We'll look ahead to the futures market and the playoff landscape in the NFL, uh, and everything else on the Bet Rivers wagering menu. We're going to have a lot of fun. So, uh, with that, without further ado, let's get to the good stuff. Here's my conversation with Will Hill. Enjoy. All right, welcome back, Philadelphia City Cast. Uh, meets New York City cast it's another crossover edition here as we mentioned to start the show Will Hill host of the New York City cast alongside myself Ryan Rothstein host of the Philadelphia City cast and um, you know happy new year in case you missed any of our previous episodes happy new year hope everyone's holiday was great Uh, and to start 2022 depending on where you're at we got absolutely pummeled with snow which I hate um maybe it's a little bit of a of the Grinch in me but I do not want to shovel snow I do not want to you know get my snow clothes out my snow shoes out which I don't know if I even have any so uh it's been not too fun but hey it's been fun with all of the bowl games last week and then um you know it it was it was a great weekend so we're here to recap it a little bit and then look ahead to NFL week 18 and everything else on the
2: wagering menus so uh Will how you doing my friend What's going on, Ryan? I mean, you could not be more right about the snow. It's the same thing like Christmas. When you're a kid, it's the best. You know, snow gets you a day off from school, early dismissals, uh, all that kind of thing. But when you're older, it's just a pain in the ass to shovel it. It's depressing to look at. You know, it starts to get dark late at night. The winter can be depressing here in the Northeast. But uh, look, we're, we're not too far away. If baseball can get their stuff together, we're like six weeks away from pitchers and catchers. This NFL season, I don't know if it's just me, but... Man, it seems like we were in week two like ten minutes ago. They were showing highlights of the Packers when remember they lost week one uh, to the Saints. Mm -hmm. That seems like a lifetime ago and ten minutes ago, all at the same time. So uh, the NFL season just goes by so fast, crazy. We're already in week 18 now. I I didn't think there was any problem with the 17 game season. I don't know why. I I do know why we have the extra week. It's always money. Money's always the answer. But uh, looking forward to the final week. Kind of a crazy week to try to pick some of these lines. Who's going to be playing? Who's sitting? I can kind of make your head spin here, all the scenarios. It's actually a little more straightforward with the playoffs in terms of who's in, who's out. You know, the best thing about the last week usually is the chaos and all the scenarios. This team can get in if this happens. Uh, It's pretty straightforward. There are some uh, crazier scenarios in the AFC, but most of those involve Indianapolis losing to Jacksonville, which uh, obviously we'll get to the spreads here and and isn't likely. But uh, always fun to look ahead here to the playoffs and and the, the final week of the season.
1: Yeah, it's, it's weird how it worked out because Week 17 this past week was all of the unknown, all of the craziness, like all of these games. Well, if this team wins, if this team loses, then that team's in, the other team's out, and here we are with the extra week for the first time, like you mentioned, and I don't know if it's just how this season has fallen or it's sort of how it's going to go now moving forward, but still Week 17 seemed to be the week where all of the movement and all of the questions – we're going to get answered. There's still one or two questions, like you said, Will, but a lot of them I feel like are already behind us being answered a few days ago on on Week 17.
2: Yeah, some of these teams played their way out. Obviously, Minnesota losing two in a row. Philly kind of pulling away, beating up on a soft schedule. I mean, they beat Washington two times in the last few weeks. They beat the Giants. They beat the Jets. Uh, in Minnesota, without Cousins and playing poorly against the Rams, they've kind of fallen out of the wayside. So it's just kind of the way it broke. And the other side, the AFC has cleared up too. You know, the, the Dolphins – Fell by the wayside. Some of these teams, you know, there were a million of these teams hovering around 500. Uh, the Broncos fell off. The Raiders were somehow still in the mix. So uh, it's a little cleaner than usual. There are still some crazy scenarios there. But like I said, most of them involve Jacksonville beating Indianapolis. There's a fun one where if Jacksonville beats the Colts, the Raiders and the Chargers can both get in the playoffs if they tie on Sunday, which <laughs> they're the late game. They're the Sunday night game. That would be the most hilarious thing ever. I mean, I couldn't I can't explain oh how goodness. exciting that would be to sit there and watch them take knees for 3 hours. I don't think they would do that. I think they would <laughs> play it straight. Take but, knees for 3 hours. I mean, look, if you're if the winner's in and the loser's out and you're both in with a tie, it's almost irresponsible to play for play for the win, but I, I don't know how they would handle. It. I can't imagine they would actually do that and just, you know. Yeah, how do you handle that? They probably would play it straightforward. They probably would, but I guess if Weak. it were close late, they would just be conservative and kind of wink wink, you know, run the ball into the line, be conservative and, and punt yeah. and but look, that's that's a really that's a fascinating scenario. The NFL kind of kind of screwed up there, even allowing mm-hmm. that to be a possibility. Now, again, you need a fifteen-point upset for that to happen. But man, that would be funny if that that comes to
1: fruition. That would be hilarious. Uh, just three hours of taking these. Um, I'm I'm hoping for that. There's about a, probably a ten thousand to one uh, chance that happens. But hey,
2: take those odds. Um, bet the under. Bet the under. Bet <laughs> tie if you can find those markets. Uh, be a quick game. We know that. <laughs> yes it would. Um, let's start with the Eagles for a
1: second. You mentioned you know how they've somehow they've stumbled and bumbled into the postseason here and we have this matchup now Eagles-Cowboys. It got flexed to Saturday night. It's a seven-point spread right now at bet Rivers. Cowboys have obviously the seven-point road favorite. Late last night not late but last night around dinner time, well uh, Monday night it was announced 12 players are added to the Eagles COVID list. Now I don't know how long they're going to remain on the COVID list. There's new uh, policies and procedures with COVID-19 in the NFL, so they could be ready to go. But you and I were talking a little bit about this before we started off air, um, just the scenarios. And the Eagles, even if they win this game, it may not impact their positioning. So it's sort of a meaningless game for the Eagles. Like they can go out there and play their hearts out and and upset the Dallas Cowboys if they're playing their starters. And the Eagles could still remain a seven seed. Dallas, I guess they're playing for positioning. Both teams said they're going to play their starters. I don't know what I'm getting at, but there's just a lot of variables, I guess is my point setting this up right now with the Cowboys laying seven on the road. This is a game where I certainly don't touch – at the moment,
2: maybe right before kickoff, but doesn't look enticing. No, this is a week where you really you got to follow the beat writers on Twitter. You got to, uh, you know, listen to some of these press conferences. And these, these coaches can mislead you. They can BS you a little bit mm-hmm. just because they're going to play the starters. That doesn't mean they're saying how long the starters are going to play. Look, we're going to play mm-hmm. our starters. Yeah, they could play a series and come out of the game. That's always a factor. Uh like you mentioned these guys I think they're volunteering to test more on Monday because the new protocols where you can clear in 5 days so all these guys that tested positive yesterday for Philly can be back but like you said it's just a matter of you know matchups now who you're playing uh you know you're probably going to play either the Rams the Cowboys the Bucks I guess there's a scenario where you could play the Cardinals so because that NFC West is still up for grabs. So yeah. it's all a matter of who you want to play. I, I don't know that there's a lot of difference between those teams. You would say Tampa's probably the strongest in the bunch, but they're missing a lot of guys now with no Antonio Brown, uh, with no Evans, no Godwin. Evans is playing, but he's hurt. Godwin's out. Fournette uh, is banged up. It's really – it's not a great Tampa team, a Tampa team that had a lot of luck in terms of injuries. Last mm-hmm. year in the Super Bowl, they were very healthy. They have gotten beat up a little bit. So uh, it's just a matter of who you want to play. Uh, some of these teams can kind of manipulate that matchup, but you know that's one of the, the, the ramifications of taking away that second buy, which I don't like. I, I like the two buys. I like six playoff teams and two buys. I just thought it fit better. I thought there was more of a rhythm to it, and there mm-hmm. was more incentive. Now, Cowboys would be going all out here to get that sec- that two seed. Now, these two, three, four seeds, you know, they're really not relevant as long as you're going to be home. You know, seeds three, seeds three, two through four don't really matter. Seeds five through seven don't really matter. You're going to be on the road or you're going to be at home, so. Uh, this is pretty much a glorified exhibition game here in Week 18. And there's even, you know,
1: maybe you disagree with this, but it seems like you don't like that that um, adjustment where there's only one bye. That makes it even more parody, right? Like, and and we've yeah. seen six seeds make it to the Super Bowl and win the Super Bowl. The New York Giants, the Pittsburgh Steelers. Like, there's multiple examples in recent years, the last decade, of teams sneaking in, getting hot in December. And making a run so it's not like they needed to make that adjustment for parity so now you have teams that have double digit wins maybe even 11 and 12 wins don't get the one seed and they're basically lumped in with you know teams like philadelphia
2: which is right kind of fair. ridiculous yeah i don't think it's fair I, I i like the two buys better i just thought there was more strategy to it and then you you know if you get a two seed and you get an upset you can host the title game and Now that one seed has a major advantage. That's why I thought it was a terrible loss for the Chiefs the other day against the Bengals. That was a great game, a fun game. They got very conservative in the second half. And I was paying close attention because I had the over, but I also had the second half over. And they, you know, they scored four touchdowns, their first five possessions. They started just to run the ball and punt. And, you know, they tried to slow the game down because they weren't getting any stops, but they stopped scoring it and it came back to bite them. Now they're going to be in a scenario instead of getting the bye. And starting their playoffs in round two, where they only need two home games to win it to, to go to a Super Bowl. Now they got to play three games. Now, look, if they go to Tennessee, they can obviously win, they'll probably be favored, but they might be looking at a scenario here where week one of the playoffs, they're playing the Chargers again. And that is not a fun matchup. The no. Chargers are going to come in there for all. You know, you could question the fourth down strategy, whatever, but that's not fun to play when they're going to come in and say, you know what, we're going to sling it, we're going to go for it, we're basically going to try to score 35, 40 points on you. If you, if you stop us, good for you. But that that's not fun. They're going to come in swinging the bats, uh, the Chargers. And the Chargers beat them once. They could have beaten them a second time. So that was a really bad loss uh, for the Chiefs on Sunday.
1: Chargers have had some success in the past two seasons against the Kansas City Chiefs, and even if they didn't win outright, they've always been able to play them like go toe to toe with them. It's always yeah. been really good competitive games, and here we are for NFL championship odds at Bet Rivers in PA, aka winner of the Super Bowl. Chiefs still have the second best odds, will five to one
2: behind Green Bay at plus three fifty. Makes sense. It doesn't surprise me. You know, it's. Nah. Look, if they're in a championship game at Tennessee, they're going to be favored. But man, it's just the extra game. It's having to play three games, and they're so tough at Arrowhead, where you you would really favor them to come out of the AFC if they had the bye, and then two home games at Arrowhead. That's really tough to beat. You get the rest. Andy Reid's great off of a bye. Mm -hmm. Now, look, you can you got to take the field and and you got to play that extra game, and uh, that's not easy. Now, if they're the two seed, they get that second week at home too. But, look, the Chargers can definitely beat you. I mean, gun to my head, I'd probably still pick the Chiefs to come out of the AFC. But if you said Chiefs or the field, I would probably take the field. How do you feel about that? I'd probably take
1: the field um, just based off of the Chiefs having the second best odds to win the Super Bowl. Five to one there. You look at the AFC odds. they are the odds-on favorite at plus 225. So we talk about value, and that word is thrown around a little bit too loosely. But, yeah, I, I just don't see the, – the path is not easy on them. I still like them. I, I still think they're maybe even a little bit overlooked just from talking heads, not necessarily by the odds makers. So, yeah, I, I would probably lean towards the field. But, you know, talk about teams being overlooked. The Tennessee Titans, who you just brought up a little bit w- – why is no one really giving them any attention? And I'm not sitting here saying uh, I'm picking them to win it all. I'm picking them to come out of the AFC. But
2: they have just been – they've been an interesting story, have they not? They have. You know, they had – it really – their run started middle of the year. They upset the Bills that crazy Monday night game. Then they beat the Chiefs the next week, and and they were looking really good. But then they just started to lose player after player. Henry got hurt. A.J. Brown mm-hmm. got hurt. Julio Jones, that trade has not worked out. He's really just looked like a form, a, a shell of himself – Yeah, So they've really struggled to score. I know some of the advanced metrics DVOA has them like a middle-of-the-pack team. So, uh, look, we saw this last year with the Steelers where their record was one thing, but you kind of watch them and you go, yeah, I know their record is this, but I don't know if I necessarily believe in them. And it kind of played out. Remember last year the Steelers got blown out by the Browns in that first round. So, look, the the Titans are going to have that built-in advantage. It looks like they'll beat the Texans and be the one seed. Now, I I do like the Texans. I'm sure we'll get to that game. I do like the Texans with the points. Titans really don't blow a lot of teams out. I I know they blew Miami out last week, but – uh, the Texans already beat them once. That's a division game. Texans have been scrappy here, but let's just assume the Titans get the one. They get a bye, and then they get a home game. So, look, we could call them mediocre. We could say they've struggled, but they might be getting Henry back. Now, look, are they going to get a full Derek Hen- uh, a full healthy Derek Henry? That's another question. Yeah. But look, if you're full strength, you got to bye. Vrabel's a good coach. You, you got to give him a shot here. I, I wouldn't pick them, but uh, and-, and I don't think that's a great home field. You know, going into Tennessee, I think the Bills could win. I think the Chiefs could certainly win. Hell, I even think I think I take Indianapolis over them. So the AFC is pretty deep here. Uh, but look, if you're going to be the one seed, you got a shot.
1: Let's uh, let's start looking at these NFL week, uh Week 18 lines, and we can bounce back and forth. We can go back to the futures market a little bit, but uh, we'll just kind of see where the conversation takes us for a second. L- let's just start with the Kansas City Chiefs. Um, A double-digit favorite now on the road. This is a Saturday, 4.30 p.m. Eastern time kickoff going into Mile High to take on the Broncos. The total's at 44. Um, I have not been a a lover, (laughs) horrible choice of words. I have not been a lover of laying points with Kansas City, despite me being a believer in them. But uh, I don't know if I lay the 10
2: here against the Broncos on the road. Do you? Don't have a play on this game yet. I would lean towards taking the 10. Now, you got to look at the scenarios here. The Chiefs can still get the one seed if they win and the Titans lose to the Texans. That seems right. far-fetched. I don't know that the Chiefs go in with that mentality of, all right, got to yeah. win this game. We're going to get a bye. I think, look, they, they all, not that they know the lines. Maybe they do. Maybe they don't. But they know <laughs> just logically the Texans beating the Titans is probably a stretch, and they're not going to have a bye. So maybe they treat this as a mini-bye. They play their guys for a half figure, you know what, we can go 80% here, still get a win, still get our guys some rest, uh, and get ready for the playoffs. So I would lean towards the 10. I just don't know that the Chiefs are going to put their foot on the gas the whole game. Now, look, if you're taking the 10, that means betting Drew Locke and, and that Denver team, man, that team was 3-0. It's, speaking of the NFL seeming like it started a lifetime ago, Denver was 3-0. They're beating up on all these bad teams. They have really come crashing down. But, look, they moved the ball in Kansas City. They played a month or so ago. They had 400-something yards of offense, just couldn't finish the drive. Uh, That was with Bridgewater hobbled up, hobbled around. So uh, I I would lean towards Denver here. Not sure I'm going to play it. Is this anything that interests you or no?
1: No, not at all. Um, Maybe a slight lean towards Denver right now, but... I, I don't like this game, right? Just assuming everyone's health, healthy and this game's kicking off tomorrow, right? Like we, Will and I are both well aware of the COVID uh, uncertainty. So just w- when we're going through these games, we're just under the assumption, let's say for now, that everything is as uh, anticipated. But I'd probably have a slight lean with Denver, but I think there's other opportunity on the board. So I'm I'm most likely going to stay away from this one here
2: as well. It's gonna be tempting though, because it's a standalone game. It's Saturday. We're gonna want some action on it. That I oh, think that's well, a, yeah. it's important to emphasize too. I mean, especially in week 18, you do not have to swing at every pitch here. The, no. the odds makers, Bet Rivers, they have to put a line on every game. We don't have to bet on every game. You get caught up in all oh, this game's on, I want to bet it. This is not a great game to bet with lean Denver here, but again, not dying to bet it. That being said, I'm sure hot but Denver, Denver by the time this game starts.
1: Yeah, exactly. Like, <laughs> there's a difference between me being a like a recreational better right before kickoff, you know, and saying, "Ah, screw it." You know what? Let me put a small unit on Denver with the points. But um, I like to separate that from the analysis, so to speak. Not that I'm uh, giving the best out in the world, but nonetheless, I, I guess we'll go back to this Dallas Eagles game really quick. Uh, Eagles getting seven at home to wrap up the season. Now, both coaches, as we touched on earlier, will uh, they? They said. You know, they're going to they're gonna play their starters. Now, for how long? We'll see. Jerry Jones and Mike, McCar- Mike McCarthy already both on record saying, we're going into Philadelphia looking to win this game with our starters. Eagles seem to be under the same mindset despite getting attacked by COVID on Monday. Um, right now, I-, I think I would take the seven with Philly. Now, this isn't a homer pick. I've gone the other way plenty throughout the year, but... I look at the uncertainty, I look at the Eagles at home, and then I look at the possibility of Dallas and maybe even Philly pulling their starters at halftime, and why can't the Eagles keep it within seven or less? I know that's uh, maybe a little bit of a weak reason, but uh, if I'm looking to bet this game, I would probably take the points, uh, the total for what it's worth at 42.5. Your thoughts, Will?
2: Yeah, I'm not laying seven in what's a glorified exhibition game. So to right. me, it will be Eagles or pass. You probably do all right. Similar, to, I think we talked about this before. In these bowl games, they're pretty much exhibition games. So just take the money line. Figuring you know what, anything can mm-hmm. happen. So you I mean, might be all right just taking some of the money line in some of these you know glorified exhibition games. Uh, my angle here would actually probably be it's pretty low, but the under 42 and a half. You figure the starters either they're not going to play. And if they do play, you can't imagine they're going to be, you know, throwing the ball. They are. Dallas just lost Gallup for the year. You don't want to run Hurts into the ground. You no. figure just a conservative game plan when they're in there. Neither team can really benefit by winning. And at some point, you figure the backups are going to come in. So either you're getting with backup, either you're getting backups, or you're getting starters with a conservative game plan. So I think under would probably be a good bet. I might actually bet that one. I like the under. Yeah, I, I think I think
1: I would lean under as well. I mean, the, the worst thing in the world PR wise and just quite literally would be like Fletcher Cox, you know, uh, torn Achilles in the fourth quarter of that game. The entire city would have their pitchforks out on Nick Sirianni in the Eagles front office. Like, what are you doing? You know, we're in the playoffs. Right. This game's meaningless. Why do you have your best
2: players in in the second half? I would be shocked if we see the starters from start to finish. Right, it's just hard with a football team. You don't have really a backup for every position. There's only what 53 guys on a team. It's hard to play yeah. all backups, but I I know what you mean. You don't want a key player getting hurt. You don't want Hurts running around, right. uh, getting nailed here. I mean, he, that, that's yeah. I, I'm with you there. Remember, Welker got hurt. It's like a decade ago. Welker got hurt right before the playoffs when he was on the Patriots, tore his ACL in a meaningless game against the Texans. So, look, you can get hurt at any time. You get hurt in practice. You can get hurt non-contact, but i'm with you i think and plus there's a i think there's got to be a a scenario here where dallas can play philly in round one so you probably don't want to tip your cards too much if you have to play each other again
1: no absolutely not um all right so here's a game where i'm trying to figure out all of the scenarios we're going into sunday now the the one o'clock sunday kickoffs and cincinnati and cleveland cleveland who Uh, We just saw, and and Cincy, you mentioned them in that Chiefs game, which was a great one. Cincinnati on the road, three and a half point favorite. The total is at 42. This now is into Sunday at 1 p.m. I don't even know all of the scenarios here. If you can maybe educate us a little bit, but
2: uh, uh, what do you see with this game? Well, since he won the division, so they're at least going to get a home game. Now, in in order to get, they could actually still get the bye. They would need, I think, the Chiefs to lose, and they would need the Titans to lose, so Okay. Uh, they By the time they take the field here, the Chiefs probably would have won on Saturday. So they might be just locked into seating. Now the Browns, uh, Baker, it's just been announced he's out for the season for the last game. He's going to have surgery. Uh, I think we all need surgery after having to watch him last night. And that was a painful, painful effort. Really a painful last month of the season. I'm not sure why they stuck with him. I, I think they really Me cost either. themselves a chance at the playoffs. Keenum's a very capable backup. Uh, Baker, look if if he hopefully he was hurt. If you're the Browns, if that's him at 100, percent look, I, I'm not crazy about paying him to begin with. Uh, yeah. That was a a really bad effort from the last you know month or so from Baker. And you know somebody had a great tweet: Joe Burrow is what the Browns thought Baker Mayfield was going to be. I mean, Burrow really uplifted this Bengals franchise, <laughs> taking him to a playoff. So uh, I'm not sure that there's a lot to play for here. Bengals will probably be looked into, locked into a home game. Browns are eliminated. So. Probably a stay away from me.
1: I don't. I think if the Browns went with Case Keenum, let's just say for the entire second half of the year, or even you know hypothetically from the jump, I think they have a couple more wins. Yeah, it's hard. It's hard
2: to be worse. Look, Mullins played decent. Mullins played just. Mullins was every bit as good in that Monday game as a third stringer as Baker's been. Baker's been terrible. Now, let me ask you, who in Philly? Who do they want to play? Do they have a preference? Do you have a preference for who you play in the first round between? You know, Tampa, Dallas, the Rams, or I guess Arizona would still be a possibility.
1: Yeah, it's – there hasn't been one team that everyone's screaming and yelling about. Um, I I think Dallas fans wouldn't mind playing Dallas again, and that's like – you say, well, wait a second, you got the break speed off you earlier in the year on national TV by Dallas. True, but I I think – you look, at, you look at Arizona, and they've been up and down, but I don't think you really want to go against Arizona. And Tampa's been trending in a weird direction as well, but you don't want to go up against Tom Brady uh, in that spot either. So I, I guess you'd go Dallas, which is a long shot um, right now, but I, I don't see the Eagles making any type of noise, regardless of who the opponent is, because they've just been struggling to take care of business as is against these far-from-playoff teams. Uh, on their schedule. So I think everyone's just sort of crossing their fingers and hoping the Eagles can play keep away with that running attack regardless of the opponent. But there's really no favorable opponent, Will.
2: Yeah, I think people look at the Eagles, and you always hear this cliche, and it's really a cliche that drives me nuts, the team nobody wants to play. Because you never hear about the team that everybody wants to play. The Eagles might be the (laughs) team that everybody wants to play. I mean, I don't think they have a win over another team that's in the playoffs right now. I I know they beat the Saints. Maybe the Saints get in. But uh, they've really struggled when they step up in competition. And you're going to play some of these teams like the Bucks or some of these teams that are really good on defense, really good at stopping the run. If you can make the Eagles one-dimensional, uh, it can be really ugly. I mean, look, let's put it this way. This team lost to the Giants not that long ago. And if you watch the Giants in the last month or so, that's saying a lot. So, uh, yeah, I think the Eagles, I'd be surprised if they won a game. But, look, it's been a great year for them. It has. thing they do is gravy. I mean, everyone got on the coach that first press conference because he was stuttering. Uh, he's done a good job. Look, he can't kill him. That's not a great team. He's gotten him into the playoffs. I know they haven't beaten anybody, but look, it, it's a good. Hey. That's a good first year for the Eagles for for that it's coach. A, it's a great first year. Yeah, I
1: mean, let's just call it what it is. Like I, I, I hear you. Okay, about the schedule and who they've beaten and who they've lost to. That is all 100 valid and that cannot and should not be ignored. But you also have to, you have to balance it a little bit and say, all right, well we're just going to completely rake them over the coals and not give them any type of credit for getting to nine wins, possibly ten wins, when, you know, someone like me, I thought they would be, you know, five, six wins, right? They would be right around their win total of six and a half, maybe, you know, maybe squeeze in on the over finish with seven wins. But here they are, guaranteed themselves a winning record. I, I think Sirianni's done an excellent job. I think that's one thing that we should all agree on, regardless of the schedule
2: you know, if they get to 10 wins, I kind of hope they do because that'll set up what I think it'll be a good situation next year to play them under their season win total. People look back and say they got a young quarterback. They won 10 games. Maybe they put that number at nine, nine and a half. And I just think, look, you beat up on a soft schedule. Sometimes, you know, one year doesn't correlate to another. Look at the Browns last year. Browns went 11 and five, but uh, and everyone's surprised they're having a bad year this year. Their point differential, I think they were outscored on the season last year. So sometimes, you know, you can have phony records. It's a its a short season. It's a small sample size. So just because they win 10 games next year doesn't mean that they're going to, you know, win 10 games or come close next year. Although that's a, man, that's a nice division to be in. I know Dallas is really good. But, man, you get four games against the Giants in, in Washington, That's a, that's a pretty nice deal right there. That's a minimum three and one.
1: Right. So you think at least. But yeah, the the schedule should get a little bit tougher, uh, especially if the Eagles get to 10 wins, you know, depending on how it all plays out. So yeah, that that season win total really looking down the road a little bit could be favorable for the under. All right, let's let's keep it moving here for a second. Let's go to the Pittsburgh Steelers uh, going to Baltimore. Two teams that uh certainly have had disappointing years. Big Ben, he is ready to go right into the old person home. Uh yeah. the Steelers getting five and a half at Bet Rivers, the total at forty one and a half. What's your thoughts on this one, Will?
2: Yeah, they're both still alive. Not a game I'm dying to bet, man. The, the Ravens, <laughs> they were eight and three. They have limped here. They're eight and eight and somehow still alive. They really let one get away the other day. Uh Huntley with his first, you know, subpar game. Uh what did you say the line was? I'm sorry. Three and a half, something like that? Five and a half. Yeah, my my lean would be just towards taking the points just because these games tend to be close. But yeah, 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 I would probably lean that way. I would probably lean that way. Man, I'm not crazy about betting Roethlisberger, but the Ravens are beat up. So yeah, I I would lean towards taking the points here.
1: I I like the under. I I always feel like Pittsburgh-Baltimore late in the year. It's like, you know, 14-10, 13-10 just ugly low scoring type of games
2: Kind of wonder how rothelsberger on a short week how his arm's gonna bounce back he threw 40 something passes last night I mean he only threw for 100 something yards it was tough to watch <laughs> you got to figure though i mean that's Look, six days rest in the cold. You, you got to wonder, you know, how his arm will bounce back. That was really painful to watch. That was bad quarterback play last night. And I feel like the league in general, as much as we love it, there's some there's been some bad teams this year. Some bad performances. Look, the Giants throwing for 24 yards bad. on Sunday. It's really that the caliber of play is down a little bit. I think it's all
1: been bad. I mean, let's just be honest here. It's you have Green Bay. Um, Tennessee, low key, has been able to keep it relatively together. I mean, Kansas City has been um, great in the second half of the year, but I don't. There's less than four teams that you can point to that have been consistent and, and like a model of of not even excellence, of decency.
2: Yeah, and a lot of bad. I mean, look, the Jets, the Giants, the Texans are actually, sne- are, you know, scrappy. But the Jaguars, the Lions, they, yeah, there's uh, – I just think the the level of play – I don't know if it's the extra game these teams getting more down. I don't know if there's a reason. or Sometimes this, this stuff is just six, cyclical where, uh, you know, the level of play just isn't up to par. But, look, the playoffs are going to be good. Once you get – once you whittle yeah. these, these teams down, uh, I'm excited about all these potential matchups. You know, we, we mentioned the Eagles are probably an easy out, but – For the most part, I mean, the Colts are live. Some of these teams at the back end are live. You know, Cincy hasn't been there in a while. They're fun. Uh, The Patriots with Belichick and a rookie quarterback. There's a lot of good stories and a lot of, you know, uh, I would say parody in the playoffs. I think it makes it wide open. I wouldn't be surprised if somebody Mm -hmm. comes out of nowhere and makes a run to the championship game or the Super Bowl. I think it's, it's pretty wide open, which makes it fun.
1: And, and we'll get to some of those maybe uh, uh, value type of bets to make right now heading into week 18 in the futures market before we get out of here. Um, all right, I, I don't know if we should run through every single game, Will, but I'll throw a couple more out, and, and you can maybe look at the slate if there's anything I missed. Let's look at Bears-Vikings. Uh, Bears in Minnesota getting 2.5. The total's at 44.5. Um, anything you see here in this one?
2: No, I mean Nagy's last game, probably Zimmer's last game. Yeah. I would assume Cousins is back, but look, I, the Vikings have had a disappointing year. Who knows how into the uh, into this game they're going to be? It, if they're interested, they'll probably win the game. But you know, who knows where their mentality is at? Now, Zimmer's always done well in the preseason. Sometimes these preseason games you can correlate with Week 18, where uh, you know you you uh, you get a sense for how these teams handle meaningless games. Zimmer had a great quote about Kellen Mond. They asked him if he wanted to see him, and he said no. And then they asked him why not. He goes, "I see him every day." So it's uh, <laughs> not a not a ringing endorsement of the young quarterback of the Vikings. Basically wasted. You know, that's the first pick in the third round, and I think that's an indictment on the team, the player, the organization. You got pick a guy the first pick of the third round. He can't even win the backup job over Sean Manning. That's uh that's yeah, that's an indictment on everybody. So looks like the the Bears and the Vikings might be cleaning house after this game
1: as they should. Um, all right, when in your in for the Colts, they're traveling to Jacksonville. They're laying 15 and a half right now at Bet Rivers in PA. The uh, the total is set at 44. And even if the Colts somehow lose this game outright, which uh, heck, I, we've seen maybe crazier, but I don't see that happening. There's still a path for them to get into the postseason, but they control their own destiny. They're, they they get this win, they get into the playoffs. Um, The question is, do they cover 15 and a
2: half? First of all, they can absolutely lose this game. As long as Carson Wentz is on the field for the Colts, they can lose this game. He can single handedly sabotage them. I like the Jags here. The Jags have played them tough. The Colts have not won, believe it or not, in Jacksonville since 2014 when Andrew Luck was the quarterback. Uh, The Colts lost to the Jags opening day last year when Rivers was the quarterback and almost cost them a playoff spot. Uh, Similar spot last year. The Colts had to beat the Jags week 17, the final game of the season, just to get in. Uh, And that was 20-14 to late. The Jags, you know, were scrappy, similar point spread. Uh, This is a lot of points. This is a lot of points. The game was 23-17 earlier in the year when they played. And I think this is something to keep in mind for week 18. These teams that are out of it versus these teams that are motivated to win to get in, it's counterintuitive, but I think you're better off betting on the, the unmotivated team uh, they really tax you for the better team. You know, they build they they build that motivation into the price. So you're really overpaying here if you're laying 15 with the Colts. And I just think the Colts are not going to have any interest in running up the score. If they're up, you know, 23-13 late in the game, they're just going to run the ball three times, punt, play defense, and, and go get ready for a playoff game maybe next Saturday. So uh, I don't think that the Colts are going to be looking for style points. To me, look, nobody wants to bet the Jags. That was an embarrassing performance. It's been a bad year. I think you have to be concerned about Lawrence, but uh, I like the Jags in this spot. Is, is this something you're going to bet?
1: Yeah, I like the points. Me too. I'm all over the points. And another game that I'm going to take the points in, <laughs> how about the Jets, man? Ooh. I mean, the Jets should have won that game they against played well. Tampa. They played well. I mean, they they're fighting well. for their lives. Up until the horn sounds on their season, it looks like that they're fighting. And that's that's that says something. Right, I know. Listen, we're not giving out participation trophies, but against no. the spread, we are. Right. Um, you know, this is a seventeen-point spread right now at Bet Rivers. I, I, I don't know how can we not take the Jets plus
2: seventeen against Buffalo. Yeah, I would actually lean towards the Bills. Believe it or not, now the Jets are really? better seventeen. Uh, yeah, the Bills are a bully. the, the- you know they yeah. play in a lot of these close games. They've struggled in one score games, but when they play bad teams, they kill them. I mean, they I think they have the number one point differential in the league. They've outscored their opponents by a combined, they think 130. So, look, mm-hmm. they were favored by 18 against Houston. They won the game 40 to nothing. They have a they have a habit of running up the score too. I don't know if you remember a couple weeks ago it was against the Panthers where they're up 10 late, and it was fourth down. They could have kicked the field goal. They ran play action through it in the end zone. So, uh, they're like some of these college teams where they want to cover for their alums. Some of these these Bills games, they tap one on late. So. Uh look, 17's a lot. If I like the Bills, I would shop around try to get a 16 and a half because that is a key number. But uh, the Bills are bullies. I don't know that Wilson, with his arm strength in Buffalo, where it's going to be cold, it's going to be windy. Uh, I could see this one getting out of hand. And the Bills do need this to win the division. So yeah. I don't know that I'm going to bet it. But I, I would certainly be afraid of, of betting, the Bill, uh, betting the Jets here. The Jets, look, they played well the other day. But if you look at some of their numbers on defense, I mean, they are dead last in points allowed, yards allowed. Uh, this is a really bad defense. And, look, this could be a scenario where you, you take the Jets plus the points and you look up and it, there's five minutes left in the first quarter and it's 14 nothing Bills, and you go, oh, what the hell did I do here? So
1: uh,
2: <laughs> right. you can have the Jets. I don't have a lot of interest <laughs> right. in taking them.
1: Fair. All, all very valid points from Will. Um, all right, a couple more, uh, and then we can wrap up with some futures talk and, and have some fun with anything else we want to throw, uh, throw out at you. Um Let's go to the Seahawks and Cardinals because right now this is six and a half. This looks like a good teaser opportunity where you can tease the Cardinals, um, you know, down to just a, a pick them. You win this game outright for Arizona. It's a big game for the Cardinals. The Seahawks have been, you know, they've been playing tough or whatever that's worth, but it is six and a half. The total's at 48, Seattle going to Arizona 425 Eastern on Sunday, Will.
2: Probably a pass for me. Uh, teasing Arizona is not a bad idea. I just don't trust them. They played well the other day, but man, they yeah. lost three in a row before and they look bad doing so. Seattle, man, if Wilson is playing well and look, they got nothing to lose. They're just going to come out and sling it. And sometimes yeah. that might be the best scenario. They get too conservative at times. So I wouldn't be shocked if you know this is a, a three-point game late. I, I would expect Arizona to win, but look, Seattle's got some talent. If Wilson doesn't get hurt and Wilson plays like Wilson, this team's probably a playoff caliber team. So, uh, you know these NFC West games are usually pretty close. I would lean towards taking the points here. Uh, not one I'm I'm gonna bet here. I, I'm scared. I don't trust Arizona here in a teaser. You can have them. I have no interest. Mm-hmm. Anything? Uh, anything else that you want to
1: bring up that we? I mean, 49ers, Rams, Rams. I like Miami or...
2: plus seven. I like Miami, Miami plus, plus seven. seven. The, yeah. I, I think the Patriots. First yeah. of all, matchup wise, New England kind of struggles tackling in space. Miami's got some quickness. You know, know, Waddle's a hell of a player. They can get him the ball in a bunch of different ways. And uh, I don't know that New New England's motivated. Now, they win the East if they win and and Buffalo loses to the Jets, but that's not going to happen. So Mm -hmm. Belichick might be smart enough to, you know what, pull his starters and and use this as a mini-buy. They might want to move down because if they win, I think they played Buffalo in the 4-5 or game. If they lose, there's a scenario where they can drop to the 6 seed and play Cincy. They might prefer Cincy to Buffalo. I certainly would. So, Uh, Miami getting seven I don't think this will close seven I think this is uh, a bit of a a bad number I think this will close six five maybe something like that I, I don't think this is a good number I like Miami plus seven quite a bit here
1: um a couple others chargers on the road laying three against the Raiders and uh 49ers and
2: Rams Rams are four point favorites at home anything between between those two I would lean 49ers just because they need the game. They always play well against the Rams. They've beaten them five in a row, but I can't bet on Lance. Lance just does not look ready. They were dying to give that game away against the Texans the other day. Uh, I would lean the 49ers. The money's come in on the 49ers. That opened at five and a half, six, but I'm going to need to see the status of Garoppolo. Garoppolo, I think, is hopeful to play, but then again, if he plays, he's dealing with a thumb injury on his throwing hand. We saw the last time he played, with that injury uh, against the Titans, we didn't know he was injured at the time. But, you know, he was throwing the ball all over the place. It was not pretty. So with lean 49ers there, might make a bet on it. But I'm not, I'm not totally sure. Uh, and the other one, Chargers-Raiders. I, like I like the Chargers. I just think they're a better team. I think mm-hmm. once they get all their pieces, they're, you know, they got Bosa. They got James. They got their receivers. They're a dangerous team. Now, look, they could lose to anybody. They're bad against the run. But, uh, look, they could score 38 points on anybody. I'm going to pick – I, I like the Chargers here. I like the Chargers. I think if we're going to look at a future with with some yes. uh, some value, I think the Chargers are absolutely dangerous. I wouldn't be shocked at all if, you know, the Chargers are in the AFC Championship game and go on one of these runs where they upset a couple of people. I wouldn't be shocked at all. And the playoffs are more fun if the Chargers are in it. You know, the Raiders getting in it, okay, Carr and, you know, some of those guys, maybe they get more yeah. back, but uh, they're an easy out. The, char- the playoffs are much more fun if the Chargers get in. I, I, I'm rooting for the Chargers, and I do think they get it done here.
1: Uh, all right, so let's let's wrap up the the episode. Good stuff as always. With some futures talk here before we say goodbye, um, we can look at maybe AFC and NFC odds. So uh, teams to come out of each conference here. Let's start with the AFC. Chargers are eighteen to one. You have the Colts at ten to one. You have the Bengals at nine to one, which seems to be everyone's favorite team for the moment. The Patriots seven to one. Um, Titans plus four twenty five. I, I like. I mean I do like the Bengals right now at nine to one. I also like the Chargers at eighteen to one. I think that's a good price for both of teams. I think it's a good
2: price. I think it's a good price on the Chargers. That would be the one the way I would go. But again, you have to start to do the math here where all right, they gotta win this week. So that's a moneyline bet. You basically gotta hit four bets in a row. Yeah. Uh to win. You might get better odds if you just play it moneyline by money line by money line and keep rolling it over with the Chargers. So uh, I think they're dangerous. I think they definitely have a chance to you know, it's tough to pick them to come out of the AFC. They're not great on defense, but they can certainly win a couple of games. So uh, I think the Chargers are live there, but you might get, you know, better bang for your buck if you just roll it over here with the money lines.
1: NFC, we have, you know, and I'm just looking at any type of value. You have the Packers plus 150, Bucks four to one. Then you have the Rams plus 450, the Cowboys six to one, Arizona 10 to one. And then it jumps down Eagles 22 to one, 49ers 25 to one.
2: Boy, if he told me Garoppolo was healthy and his thumb was okay, which he can't promise me, I would actually look at the 49ers because, man, they got weapons. They got pass rushers. That's a dangerous team. I know the coach, you know, he he could be a little overrated at times, but the coach is pretty good. Uh, I don't think anybody wants to play the 49ers. It's just, look, you could make that bet at 25 to 1, and, you know, Sunday at 7 o'clock, they're out of the playoffs because they (laughs) lose and the Saints win. I actually think the 49ers, if the quarterback was healthy, there's some value there. Other than that, you know, there's just there's a lot of short prices. Dallas at six to one, eh, they got to win three games. Uh, I, I don't see a whole lot there. I love, I you kind of be forcing it there. Yeah. Uh, is there anything you like? Is there any any of those that jump out at you? I don't mind Arizona at ten to one. Yeah. Just
1: just because you don't know what could happen, like we said, like I, I could see Arizona making it to the NFC Championship game for sure. Right. I mean, I don't know what that means. I think if it was closer to 20 to one, like if it was a 14 to one, 15 to one, I'd feel a little bit better about, hey, this is a value type of bet given the price. But um, I'd, I'd probably say right now, Arizona, 10 to one is interesting because they have the talent. I just don't trust them. Like you said earlier, you don't really know what you're going to get. They have the potential, but can they actually follow through?
2: I think that's the, the biggest question. And they might start the postseason in Dallas, so they were look. They were just what six and a half point underdogs in Dallas. They beat them, so okay, maybe it's four and a half, five. They'll probably be a plus two hundred money line against Dallas, and you just figure, all right, you start rolling over the money lines. You know, if you have to go to Green Bay, if you have to play Tampa, you might just be better off going money line by money line by money line.
1: I took a money line um, against Dallas, and it worked out Smart. for me.
2: You yeah. have yeah, my number, you could have text. I didn't get that text to say, Hey, uh, you're my boy, you like money. Here's here's the Arizona money line. I didn't, I mean I could have used I'm that. Sorry. I like money. I, I like know. Money. I know. Well listen,
1: I gave you I gave you a bad one like to start the week, and then I just felt like I'm not gonna be the best. Oh, reason West why Virginia. Guy... <laughs> uh, has West
2: Virginia scored, by the way. My And they haven't scored since I texted oh,
1: you that game. They have not they're scored.
2: They're still on the field trying to get they're going eleven <laughs> on 0 trying to get in. They're still throwing they incomplete passes. Brutal in dude.
1: Oh. Oh my goodness. Absolutely brutal. Um, (laughs) How about we got a
2: bowl game tonight? Why the hell, after all these bowl games are finished, we played the semifinals, which were terrible as always. Uh, The ratings were terrible too. I don't know if you saw that. I I did. Just awful games. Now we got LSU uh, at K- uh, LSU and Kansas State on a Tuesday night at nine oh five Eastern. <laughs> it's so Why? random. God, am it's I gonna so watch this random. game? Prob- uh, maybe. Definitely. I mean, <laughs> I, mean, I, I think LSU is playing a converted wide, re- uh, converted wide receiver at quarterback. So that line has certainly indicated that the line went from Kansas State minus three all the way up to seven. It might be seven and a half now.
1: It's at think- seven at Bet Rivers for what yeah. it's uh, worth. What
2: about the under? What's the under on that one? Forty-seven. 47. Maybe the under, but who knows? It's one of these last bowl games. These overs have been killing it. Maybe these teams just air it out, run trick plays, and just, you know what, say, screw it. We'll just we'll just throw the ball over the place. I don't know. It's really strange, though. Tuesday night at 9 o'clock after all the bowl games are oh, done, no. you're going to throw one in. It's like... You know, it's like Christmas. You open all your presents, and then you got that one last bad one where you got to open, you know, a pair of socks or something. I don't know why they they did this. It's really strange.
1: It is super random. Like, there's nothing enticing about it. But uh, uh, nonetheless, I I guess we're going to watch because why not? (laughs) It's football,
2: it's on TV, and there's the spread. So people will watch it. If you build it, they will come. Yeah.
1: (laughs) if you build it they will come. I don't know what they built, but uh, I guess a few people will show up. We'll probably end up being a couple of them. So, all right man, good stuff. Uh it's a good a good place to end. So, um yeah, we'll we'll catch up again, I'm sure, either prior to the games this weekend if not probably immediately immediately following. I'd like to get another conversation in with you and I before the national title game. That may be hard to do, but we'll see what we can pull off. Sounds good,
2: right? I appreciate it, my man.
1: Yeah, man. All right. Thank you all once again for tuning in. Uh, thanks again to Will Hill, host of the New York City Cast. Good stuff. Hope you guys enjoyed our conversation. Make, su- make sure you are subscribed to the Philadelphia City Cast, available on all of your podcast platforms uh, Spotify, Apple Pods, Google Pods, doesn't matter. It's on all the platforms. Uh, and you can give me a follow on Twitter at Wise Rye, W uh, I S E R Y E. And you can find links to each and every episode and the platforms there as well. So you can't miss us. I appreciate you guys tuning in. Happy New Year. Once again, we're going to have a lot of fun over the next few weeks, just like we always do. Uh, We'll have a new episode out tomorrow. So uh, join us for the fun. And until then, we'll catch you on the next episode. Peace.
0: Bet Rivers Sportsbook wants you to be in control of your football bets. That's why players love the same game parlays at Bet Rivers. Same game parlays let you mix and match player props and game bets and gives a payout boost to the winning combinations you want to root for. Combine two bets or combine many. You pick your confidence level and then watch the game unfold. Bet on same game parlays at betrivers.com or download the Bet Rivers app. Presented by Rivers Casino, Pittsburgh. Must be 21. Gambling problem, call 1 800 Gambler.